over at the, the Uncanny X cast, what he does with his passes, his uh, you know the the comics they gets they absolutely hates is uh, he donates them to an orphanage. So I was yeah. looking for something around here like that where it's just like I could just give like some some kids that are gonna be dead soon. Like hey, before you oh, die, God. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any before kids that are gonna die. be dead soon? I'd like to give them some comics. <laughs> Yeah, but they're all bad, so here's some pain. Suffering <laughs> <laughs> enough, you're only dying. Nice. Well, I figure if I give them good comics, then they're going to be like, oh, I, I have to live to read these. Yeah, <laughs> i got to see how Necrotia turns out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Except he's not giving those away. He's like, stay away from mine, dead kids. God. <laughs> Dead kids. Yeah, Necrotia might be an uplifting story for him. Like, hey, when you die, you might come back like this <laughs> and, be, and be some chick slave. <laughs> Funny Books with Aaron and Polly. I'm Aaron. And I'm Polly. And back with us to wrap up the year are Wayne. Hello, everyone. And Jonathan. What's up? And of course, Wayne's from Fear the Boot. Jonathan from Kicked in the Dice Bags. Thanks, guys, for uh, spending the waning hours, waning, huh, uh, <laughs> of uh, 2009 with us. Wow, that was bad. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> What'd you boys do for Christmas? I was in Kansas City with my family for most of Christmas. I actually spent a lot of the time going from comic shop to comic shop, dropping off flyers for Fear the Con. Oh, yeah. Look at you out there doing the promotion three months in advance. I have this bad habit of every time I'm in another uh, another city, I hit every comic shop I can anyway. So yeah. if I'm going to be there, I might as well drop off flyers. Yeah. I do the same thing when I when I visit you know strange places. I, I go and visit the local comic shops or gaming shops if I can find them. Yeah, I do the same thing. I, I just... Uh... I, I do. I end up. I almost need an extra bag because everything's so damn heavy. Because I buy a whole bunch of comics that I probably don't need <laughs> when I'm out of town. You need all of them, Paul. That's true. I do need every single comic I can find. <laughs> <laughs> well, Paul, what'd you do for the holiday? Well, uh, you know, we had our gift exchange, and it was very nice because I got the hardcover of uh, Dark Avengers X Men uh, Utopia. I got the hardcover collection of that, which is you know a bit like a huge hardcover. It has not just the six issue miniseries, but like other comics too. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty nice. You know, I got a couple of video games and um, we went and saw Sherlock Holmes. Oh, was that good? You know, it, it was good, but I was a little disappointed in the ending. I uh, I kept expecting Samuel Jackson to show up <laughs> to, to ask Sherlock to join the league of extraordinary gentlemen or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it never happened. Yeah. I'm sorry. Damn it. <laughs> Maybe it'll be in the extended director's cut. Yeah, exactly. I even stayed till after the credits. Nope, didn't happen. Nothing. That's disappointing. I, yeah. What, did War Machine show up at least? No, there, there, there was no War Machine. Uh, there, there was nothing. It was, I mean, there was a commercial for Iron Man 2, but, you know, that's not the same. Yeah. So, Jonathan, you're celebrating Christmas today? Or you're heading out of town today? Is that right? Yeah, I'm going to see uh, my dad. 
I actually spent uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day twiddling my thumbs and patiently waiting to be on Funny Books. <laughs> well, it is the gift that keeps on giving, the, the Funny Book Show. So It's like herpes. It is. It just go- keeps going and going and itching and uh, hurting a little bit and, you know, <laughs> flares up and ruins relationships. So, you know, yeah, exactly. We uh, Christmas Day is the day of drinking at my house. You know, so, uh, you know, we open up Christmas gifts and are drinking mimosas. And when the orange juice or or champagne runs out, we switch over to Bloody Marys. And then I was into beer and then scotch. And, you know, before you know it, I had to go to bed. Did you get any funny books for Christmas this year? I got a Daredevil trade paperback and I forget the the uh, title of it, but I got lots of other geeky stuff. I got a a hand blown uh, Starship Enterprise uh, uh, glass Starship Enterprise for uh, Christmas. It's always better. It's always better when it's hand blown. Hand blown, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hand blown glass. I meant uh, uh, Enterprise Christmas ornament. I got uh, uh, Supernatural season four, which I haven't seen yet. Got Caprica on DVD. Uh, several things. It's really cool. Ah, very nice. All kinds of good stuff. Yeah, and uh, so the this week's pull on comics was huge. And uh, uh, was that, was there comics this week? There were comics this week. Yeah, I have a ton waiting for me, but. Yeah, all week. I wasn't able to pick anything up this week yet. Yeah, I read Under the Christmas Tree yesterday. It was great. And I we're not going to review comics this week, but I will say uh, one book that was just fantastic was uh, uh, Justice Society of America. The first issue written solely by Bill Willingham was outstanding. Highly recommend it. Go go grab it. Go pick it up. It was wonderful. I'm going to rush right out to get it. You do it. Do it now. <laughs> when you're on your way to, to see your dad, you make sure and swing by a comic shop and pick up that issue. See, and here I thought you were going to say Blackest Night JSA because I didn't pick it up. I was waiting for you to say, oh, it was great. And I haven't read it yet. I've got it, but I haven't read it. But I read the 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 Willingham Justice Society. and Golly, it was good. And it was everything that JSA All-Stars was not. Aww. Glad to hear that. You know, and I, I hate to say that because I really enjoy Matt Sturgis's writing, but uh, this one just was so good. It was there, it was appropriately funny in places, and it was it had some nice drama and a lot of good beaten ass, <laughs> and it was good. It was really good. It was, it was my favorite book of the week. Yeah, good job, Aaron. Just call Matt Sturgis a crappy writer. He'll never come back on now. I see. Good. The good news is, is I can edit all of that out. <laughs> <laughs> The Funny Book Awards 2009. Yes, the very prestigious Funny Book Awards 2009. Our inaugural year. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. And we've or got... As Aaron likes to say, the first annual. I do not like to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Have to be three years in before you can call it annual. Paul, you know that. I know. That's why I said it. <laughs> Well, grammatical errors aside, <laughs> welcome to the first annual Funny Book Awards 2009. Oh, you are off the show. <laughs> Be posting an opening. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm glad Paulie said it first because I was about to. Yeah. <laughs> Just going to be funny books with Aaron and Wayne from now on. <laughs> that works. <laughs> so, Paul, what's our first category? Well, our. You know, we're going to talk about the the best of 2009, obviously, uh, in comic books. And we're going to start with... And we may, as we're going through, throw in some suggestions on what the worst things were in those categories as well. Yeah, I think we probably definitely will. Especially once every time Jonathan says something, I can imagine we're going to say, oh. Point to it and say, that was the worst? I like it. I like it. 
Well, our first category is actually favorite hero. So um, I guess we'll start with uh, Jonathan. Oh, thanks. <laughs> uh, it This was actually one of the toughest categories that we had to pick. Um, just because I read Marvel, and Marvel doesn't have a whole lot of heroes right now. Or the heroes are actually villains and things like that. Shades of Grey and, and all that. Not that cookie-cutter DC crap. Anyway. Or the hero doesn't have a good book right now like Spider-Man. <laughs> For that, yeah. So, um, I actually ended up going with uh, with uh, Iron Man, mm. who hasn't really been Iron Man at least as long as I've been reading. Uh, so Tony Stark as uh, as the best hero. Ah, oh, very nice. Good choice. What uh, about you? Not Lane? a good choice. Not a good not a. Choice. <laughs> Uh, I have to agree with John. This was a, uh, a tough one, but for me, the my favorite hero of the year is actually one I don't buy the regular book on, and that's Flash. I am very surprised to hear myself say that, but over the last year, I've been picking up more and more Flash trades. Flash Rebirth came out, and it's the character I seem to be drawn to the most. Wow. Well, that's good. I, I'm not a big fan of Flash Rebirth, though. <laughs> <laughs> Just to rub it in a little bit. No. <laughs> How about you, Aaron? You know, my favorite character, uh, my favorite hero of the year has got to be Thor. I think that uh, I, I really have enjoyed what that character has been through uh, throughout the year, as well as the year before that. It's got to be Thor. See, I, I could have picked, I could have picked Thor, but at the same time, the book has just—it seems like I've only read, you know, maybe three Thor titles right. in six months. Yeah, and so, if this would have been 2008, I probably would have said Thor as well. I mean, when it relaunched last year, it was I jumped on it right away. Yeah. And you know, it's kind of hard to pull. We have a we have a uh, a category later on that's favorite ongoing series, and it's kind of hard to pull it because Thor is so the character is so uh, interwoven with the series, and so it's hard to say. You know, it, it, is is Thor? Do you rate the the quality of that book? On the character, or do you write the quality of the book or the book itself? So it's, it was kind of hard for me to make that choice, but I, I really think that the character has been so redesigned and rediscovered uh, that Thor's got to be my choice. Awesome. Well, well Paul, Paul, yeah, I was I was leaving you in wait. <laughs> uh, my favorite uh, hero for 2009 was actually Tony Stark, Iron Man. Oh, I know. I agreed with Jonathan on something. Wow. I um. You know, I picked up the uh, World's Most Wanted trades, and, uh, you know, I've been out of the Iron Man loop. I haven't picked up uh, an Iron Man the monthly in years, um, and I picked it up, and, you know, it it's not only a fantastic book, but, you know, it, it kind of corrects everything that Iron Man's been doing wrong for the last couple of years, um, you know, and I think that's why I gave him a, a favorite hero, because he, he really, you know, the book has really turned around all the bad things that he's been involved in, in the last couple of years. Um, you know, and if you'd asked me any other year, I'd probably say Batman, but you know, this has not been a good year for Batman. So no, I actually had the same thought. It just was not a good Batman year. Yeah, not at all. Yeah. So Tony Stark, Iron Man. Well, it's, it's, uh, you know, two votes to our, our other people. So looks like Iron Man takes it. Bastards. 
(laughs) (laughs) Well, our next category is on the flip side, favorite villain, Paul. I, shockingly enough, another Marvel character. Um, I'm going to go with the hood. Um, I'm going to go with the hood primarily because every good story that I picked up from Marvel in the last year had the hood somewhere in it. Uh huh. Um, you know, and, uh, originally I was going to go with black hand, uh, but other than like one or two titles, you know, I mean, like he popped up in, you know, in green lantern and then he popped up at the beginning of blackest night and he's just kind of been on the sidelines mm-hmm. for a long time. So I, I, I can't, you know, he hasn't really been always there. Yeah. Whereas the hood is, you know, he's always involved. He was involved in the Punisher. He's in Vengeance of the Moon Knight. I'm going to have to go with the hood. Huh. All right. Wayne. All right. Well, going along with the favorite hero, you can't have a favorite hero without a, uh, a good villain. I went with Professor Zoom. The way they brought him back, I was very happy with that. And it's, it's made the character interesting. To what Paul was saying earlier, that he's not been a big, a big fan of Flash Rebirth, the most recent title, the most recent book that was released in that series was the one that I've liked the most. And it's the one that I think featured Professor Zoom really well. And I just, I like how they're reworking uh, Flash's origin, but yet keeping the whole thing within uh, continuity in terms that, yeah, all that happened, but he's rewritten history, you know, and it's happening within the story as opposed to history was just rewritten by the, by the writer. So I, 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 I absolutely think that that's a great choice. It's not a choice I agree with, but I think it's a great choice. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan? Well, this was another tough one uh, just because – all right, my first thought was Norman Osborn. And it's like, no, can't do that because – see, all the all the villains are – are kind of heroes right now in the uh in the Marvel universe. Um I almost picked the chameleon uh just from just from a two issue amazing Spider-Man story arc uh where you really get into the character of the the chameleon and uh and it was way more about him than it was Spider-Man and I would say the in 6 months the best th- the best thing that that uh ongoing has put out um, but, uh, I think Polly uh, has, has just copied my list, uh, cause I also, <laughs> <have with> the- <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, Paul is so lazy. I really am. I just <laughs> copied and pasted. In fact, uh, you know, I was suggesting new year's resolutions for him and, you know, I kept saying, well, you know, maybe you can just get off your ass and do some work, you know? And, uh, <laughs> he's like, nah, <laughs> maybe yeah, 2011. I, I, <laughs> I I agree with uh with with Paul. Uh besides besides Norman Osborne, the hood is involved in everything right now. Uh they're really pushing him as an A list uh villain. And uh I I read his uh mini series by uh Jeff Parker and it was absolutely fantastic. I would say one of the best mini series that's been put out at least in the last half of the year. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, the hood is where it's at. <laughs> you mentioned Osborne. I actually was kind of surprised you didn't pick him. He was uh, he was on my list. It's just, I hate the character as he is, so <laughs> but he was the impact player. Well, he was the like Lex Luthor in previous years over at DC. He was the villain to watch at Marvel. Well, but he but he's the the problem with Norman Osborne is that 
he's so he's so concerned with his position of power that he ends up doing uh, he's ended up doing more heroic deeds this year than <laughs> than he has than he has not just to keep just to keep his seat and and maintain good graces of the public well and I, my choice was Norman Osborn simply because I, I do think that he was the impact player he was the guy who was ever present if this was 2008 I would have said Sinestro over in DC because um, I just thought he was he was just terrifically used back in 2008. But, you know, he, he's been in the jail cell uh, most of the year and only recently was liberated to go fight the uh, the, the Black Lanterns. And so, you know, even though I have been out of mo- uh, most of the Marvel titles for for most of the year, um, Norman Osborn has just had his hands in everything. And I think that it's a it's a real testament to the writing that's going on over there that uh, uh that character has been grown so much from, you know, his green goblin roots, you know, uh, I, I, I think that they've just done a terrific job, but I see that we have two votes for the hood and the hood has likewise been ever present in the Marvel universe. So I can flip my vote to the hood. So the hood takes favorite villain, 2009. Booyah. <laughs> two for two, Paul. Woo. Okay. Now we're going to differ. Those are the only two I got. Oh no! I, actually, probably not. All right. <laughs> well, you know, Paul got the drink in, and he figured, okay, well, these are the ones I'll do, and then I'll just, you know, I'll just copy over on Jonathan. Yeah, I was like, ah, oh, research. <laughs> I'm gonna do this like I did college. There you I'm go. Gonna cheat. I'm gonna copy. Um, so <laughs> our next uh, award is for favorite publisher. Um, I think we're going to have some interesting answers here, maybe. Uh, let's start with Wayne. I thought about this one for a while, and I thought about throwing out something like Boom or IDW, where I'm enjoying a lot of books they're putting out. But to be honest with myself, looking at my pull list more than anything else right now, I'm reading DC. That's entirely because of the Blackest Night storyline. They've really brought me back. But I've got to go with DC right now. Awesome. <laughs> well, and, and and I'll go next. Uh, I, I'm right there with you, Wayne. I, there are things that I dislike about both of the big two publishers. But when I look at my pull list and when I look at the comics that I'm excited about reading every month, they are – the vast majority of them are DC books. Um, I think DC has – DC's had a lot of successes over the years, uh, in recent years. You know, the success of 52 was just, uh, fantastic. They did a j- terrific job with the Sinestro Core War, uh, last year, year before last. And, you know, I was disappointed with Final Crisis. I was disappointed with Rage of the Red Lanterns and had, be- had become concerned that maybe DC wasn't going to be able to pull it off with Blackest Night. And, Putting Jeff Johns in charge of this project has been just a stroke of genius because these books, with the exceptions of the tie-ins that we have beat to death on this show, um, has been outstanding. I, I, I am just really pleased with the quality of these books. And, you know, sadly, I think you do have to point back to the publisher to say, yeah, they've made some right decisions at the right times. Yeah, and it doesn't undercut some of the other some of the small guys. Like I said Dynamite, Boom, IDW. They all have a book that I jump to read as soon as I get it. Yeah, absolutely. DC has multiple. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, Jonathan? Well, 
<laughs> I have to also go with uh, with DC. No. <laughs> uh, um, Marvel, of course. As I said uh, before we started recording, uh, I was thinking about Image, but then slapped myself in the face. I was like, that's a crazy idea. And uh, I ended up going with what I've been reading. I've been reading Marvel. And, uh, you know, when you're only looking at one thing, it is the best. <laughs> so, <laughs> there we go. Well, uh, shockingly, I'm going to have to agree with Jonathan this year. What? I know. Isn't it shocking? I thought this is the hardest one for me. Are you um, out of your mind? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but, you know, I, and I'll, I'll explain why. Because Blackest Night is fantastic. And maybe you're reading the good DC books. But this year, DC managed to lose me on Batman and Superman. Um, I mean, I, you know, they started with Final Crisis, then they went with Batman and Robin, the Grant Morrison Batman and Robin. You know, Superman's on New Krypton. You know, they managed to kill my interest in those two characters. And, you know, I, as you know, when we started, all we talked about was DC on the funny books with Aaron and Polly. And like, I've noticed my pull list literally has reversed itself, and now I'm picking up Marvel, more Marvel comics. In DC, I'm pretty much limited to the Blackest Night titles and the or the Jeff Johns written stuff, uh, like Superman Secret Origin. Um, you know, whereas Marvel, I started picking up Punisher. I, well, <laughs> until recently, um, you know, Secret Warriors, Thor, um, New Avengers, Mighty Avengers. You know, I, I mean, my pull list has literally reversed itself. Um, because Marvel's just putting out some quality books right now. Uh, and Iron Man, you know, I mean, just some great stuff. Uh, you know, it, it really has, you know, Marvel's pulled me in, whereas DC has managed to, other than, like I said, other than Jeff Johns and Blackest Night, kind of lose me a little bit. Yeah, if you're anything like me, that happens to me a lot, where I go back and forth. I mean, Marvel lost me during the Grant Morrison run. They pushed me away from X-Men. They've pushed me away from uh, from Hulk. I was almost entirely Marvel only with no DC books, and then I went DC, and my Marvel list went down. I mean, I keep going back and forth between the two. Now you notice well, the I comments. Think it has to do with yeah, Grant oh. Morrison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Grant Morrison's not writing anything for Marvel right now, so I think that's that's a good enough reason to switch. Yeah, I've gotten to the point I just avoid anything he writes. You know, and I I I feel like I should because Batman is my favorite character of all time. And, you know, he's managed to lose me on Batman. So, you know, that that's a big blow to DC. But, you know, honestly, it, w- it was a hard choice. But whereas DC, I could pretty much say Jeff Johns. <laughs> you know, whereas Marvel, I could list a, a good number of titles. And, again, the fact that they actually pulled me in after I had sworn them off for a while. <laughs> so we're two and two. Yeah. This is a, we're, we are split down the middle. What do we do here? I think that there's got to be some kind of, you know, jello wrestling or something to solve this. Oh, oh I'm in. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Marvel versus Power Girl. <laughs> <laughs> May the best boobs win. It's like it's like the conversation of which was worse, Secret, you know, Secret Invasion or Final Crisis. Final Crisis. I, I have to agree. Final yeah. Crisis. Because Secret Invasion was good up until the last book, whereas Final Crisis was never good. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I'd say Final Crisis wrapped up this year, right? It yeah, wrapped yep. up in 2009. 
Secret Invasion wrapped up in 2008, though, didn't it? I think late 2008, like November or December. Okay. Yeah, it was right on that border. Okay, well, to solve this one, I'm willing to jump ship because DC did come out with Final Crisis this year. (laughs) (laughs) We're just ganging up on Wayne. Wayne, everything you say (laughs) is wrong. Can I I jump ship back over to Dynamite then? Yeah, sure. (laughs) Well, and and, and I have to say, the, the... Marvel, I, I didn't read a lot of Marvel books this year for reasons stated uh, earlier, but the trades that I have picked up have all been really good. And so when I say that my, my vote for, is for DC, it's not because I think that other people are bad. It's just I think DC has done some things better. And the thing I think they've done better than any other publisher up to now is their rollout of the Blackest Night uh, uh, event. I just think they've really, really done that extraordinarily well uh, in meeting timeframes and getting books out, you know, when they're supposed to be out and the quality has been fantastic. I mean, Paul, you and I week over week has said what beautiful books these are. Oh, absolutely. You know, the Except art for this has- week, but we're not talking about Green Lantern this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I have to agree with Paul too. I mean, I, I have been driven off of Batman and Superman. Yeah. DC yeah, has I'm- done a bad job with both of them this year. And I'm not reading either one of those books myself right now. I mean, and, and you started, and that's the thing. You tried on Batman, and it's yeah. like, hey, come on over, Aaron. We got yeah. Judd Winnick here. And then Aaron came over, and Judd Winnick left. Yeah. Okay. Look, let, let me sell this right now. I'm, I, I believe I'm the only one of the four of us that's reading Peter David's X Factor. <laughs> and if I can do that and still say Marvel, then you guys should have no trouble. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think uh, Marvel is our favorite publisher after much debate. Indeed. Well, and that was DC's ball to drop. It was. I agree. I agree. It was their game to lose. Now, you know, we say I just want to take a a brief break uh, before we go into our our, uh, next category. But, you know, we've talked about favorite publisher. And I think we, you know, we probably could have pointed out our least favorite hero or our least favorite villain. But do we have a least favorite publisher? Now, I know Jonathan's would be DC, but for the rest of you real people. Um. <laughs> well, I can't, but I, I can't even I can't even say DC because I have not read a single DC title uh, all, all year. So, OK, so I, I would I, say, I can't I, even say they're my least favorite. I, I would say, say I do have a least favorite. And who is that? With the exception of I hate to say it because I like some of the books they put out. Image. Uh, mm-hmm. I have not. Basically, Image is putting something out right now that doesn't have Kirkman on it. I don't like it. I mean, I've tried to keep going back and back to Image, and you know, I I even bounced around with whether I wanted to put them on the list because I like a lot of Image books. But the thing is, what I like about them is nothing to do with the publisher. It's entirely the so. Wayne, what you're saying is that uh, Image should switch their their model to Kirkman United. (laughs) (laughs) I'd buy that book. (laughs) <laughs> you know, and I I can't say least favorite publisher, but the one publisher I am literally I have I don't think I've bought a single comic from all year is Dark Horse. And you know, I that's my I love Dark Horse as a publishing house, but I haven't bought a thing from Dark Horse in probably two years. I'm picking up now, the Buff, I'm picking up Buffy, and I think that's Dark Horse. Oh yeah, you're right. I, and I did pick up Buffy a couple of issues of Buffy this year. Now but Wayne. I'd like I'd like to point out that uh, Kirkman did actually write something for Marvel this year. Yes, he did. He I'm trying to remember Destroyer. No, Was, wasn't that this year? That's, I read well, Destroyer that, and I enjoyed that. I never read Destroyer. 
See, there you go. So Seek it out. That's not that's not what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of there was a one of the one of the one of the X titles. He did he did an annual. It was crap though, like real <laughs> serious crap. Oh my god. Well, let's be honest. Kirkman's Marvel stuff is not that great, except for Ant Man. I never read Ant Man. Ant Man was incredible. It was. I still can't believe I enjoyed reading an Ant Man title. But when you have the character shrinking down to sit in Miss Marvel's shower and watch her, that's just quality there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Well, he's called. Hey, he's called irredeemable for a reason. That's right. Okay, so favorite new series. We should well, all be in agreement here. I have not. a feeling I am going to be odd man out. Since I just said the word irredeemable, I might as well point to that. That is my favorite new series of this year. Irredeemable. Really? Yeah. <laughs> no, I've not read it. I read, um, no, wait, maybe I did read that one. And uh, I knew coming up with that one that I would be the only one going with it because it is, it's not one of the, uh, the big spotlight titles, but. I have been absolutely blown away by this title. Actually, I did read the first volume of that one in Trade Paperback, and I do think it's a great series. Not my favorite, but it's good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've read any of that. It's Mark Wade, um, right? Mark Wade? Yeah. And the basic concept is you have a character that's a Superman like character. He doesn't just hear everything, you know, everybody praising him, he hears every little criticism. And it's finally the people he's saving drive him mad to the point that he starts killing the other heroes and starts destroying cities. And it's the people that are left in constant fear of him trying to find a way to stop him. Hmm. And it's just, it's been an incredible concept, incredible series. I've been completely blown away by it. I'll have to check that out. I've never read it. How about you, Aaron? I was afraid you were going to go to me next. Um... He was afraid. I, I, I'm fearful. <laughs> My favorite new series. You know, I I would like to be able to say Detective Comics featuring Batwoman, you know, because it's a new character in the series. But of course, it's not a new series. It's the ongoing title, but with a, a different cast of characters. But if I could, that's what I would say. But you can't. But the, but the rules are against me. Damn the rules. My favorite new series would be Haunt. I uh, I think that it has launched really strong. True, we're only what two, three issues in, but I, I have to say it's it's really strong. It uh, has got my interest, and I'm really excited to see where it's going to go. Well, <laughs> I cannot believe that all four of us are not choosing this because it's the only series. It's the only it's the only series that whenever we've been on the show that everyone is has read that week. Haunt, yeah. I mean, it's the. It, it's the only thing we're all reading. <laughs> well, I actually, Haunt was my runner-up. But the more I thought about it, the more I realized that it wasn't actually the title. It was the writer that I was loving about. So I held off on putting it as my number one. It was my runner-up, though. Yeah, it was mine, too. Um, but my favorite title is actually Secret Warriors. Uh, favorite new series. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, favorite new series, Secret Warriors, did start this year. I double-checked. Uh, to make sure it fit. Um, I, and I had three options. I had Secret Warriors, Vengeance of the Moon Knight, or Haunt. Uh, and I went with Secret Warriors because I just love that book. Absolutely love it. Now, I, I've not read uh, uh, Secret Warriors, but 
I would not have been able to support a, a Vengeance of the Moon Knight because the book has been a little uneven. You know, that's the second issue was was hard. But, I'm going to have to agree with Aaron. Yeah. Like that wouldn't even made it on my list. I mean, I, I'm just really digging it. But maybe it's, you know, it, it honestly, it is on the strength of the last two issues and maybe it's because I'm missing Batman. So I much. think that's exactly what it is. I think, I think you're, you're missing your Batman fix and you got to go back and get the, uh, the, uh, you know, your Batman somewhere else. Exactly. But, uh, I, I think secret warriors is a, is a great pick. And, and there was, there was a long deliberation where I was, I was thinking about picking, uh, Alexander as my favorite hero of the year. Ah. Um, so, yeah, but Secret Warriors, you know, Jonathan Hickman and Brian Michael Bendis. I mean, damn good team up. Well, you know, you, you can't go wrong with Bendis. Well, unless yes, you can. Adventures. <laughs> no, you can't. Uh, <laughs> you can if you read the Ultimate series. Oh, that's true. Ultimate uh, Spidey. I don't know. The early Ultimate Spideys weren't bad. I, I haven't read the later ones. Everything no. until Ultimatum I enjoyed. After Ultimatum, they killed the title. Once yeah. again, no more good Spider-Man titles. <laughs> <laughs> Now, were there any horror, I mean, new series that we started and absolutely hated? Yes. Yes. All right. Which one? Deadpool Merc with a Mouth. Ooh, yeah. That's a bad one. Oh. Uh, b- uh, Batgirl. Batgirl. Red Robin. Batman and Robin. <laughs> Batman and Robin. <laughs> oh, wait. Um, what was, uh, I had one on the tip of my tongue. Uh, Image United. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know that's not an ongoing, but it did start this year. Exiles. <laughs> Boy, this is one we've got a lot of category, a lot of uh, <laughs> actually. So it makes like haunt so first, good. I used to like the first run of uh, Exiles, but it hasn't been good in years. Same thing with Thunderbolts. I like them when they first came out, but I haven't cared for them in years either. Yeah, actually, I, Th- Thunderbolts right now is is still pretty good, despite despite them having a. Uh, uh, a really B list, and I mean it is real B list. Now you don't even have Songbird in there anymore. Yeah, it's hard uh, B list. <laughs> but it, but the, but the, the art and the writing uh, is really good. It, you really start to uh, feel for these for these characters that uh, that you may have never heard. Of. I have never heard of any of them. Scourge, Headsman. Like these, they're not X Men villains, so I have no idea who they are. <laughs> I've always kind of liked Scourge. I don't even know who he is, and I and I read the book, and I don't know who he is. So, <laughs> but <laughs> continuing on with happiness, um, favorite cover: Thor number six hundred by Marco Jurjevic. There you go. <laughs> that is a good one. That actually, that is a damn good one. That is a damn good yeah. one. Uh, you I know, think you- you're four issues off, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Thor 600 by Marco Djurjevic. Agree Thor- with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Thor 604. I gushed about it when I was on the show, and we reviewed it. It's definitely the, be- the best cover of the year. It's a good cover, but it's not Thor 600. You know, I have to say, as I was looking through, I have a whole pile of all the comics from this year. Marvel had better covers this year. My list of DC books I looked at for best cover versus Marvel books for best cover. Marvel was much bigger pile. Uh, Thor's had some great cover. Captain America had some great cover. The cover I actually went with was for a book that ended very badly. The story wasn't good in the end, but the cover was just amazing. And it's Wolverine, number 72, 
Old Man Logan, Red Skull wearing the Captain America costume. That was a good cover. Title fell apart entirely. Hated the ending, but that cover was good. Yeah. But it's still no Thor number 600. I'm actually, you know, Thor 600 was awesome. Uh, Actually, all the covers were awesome. I actually went with Daredevil number 500 by Marco Djurjevic. That is a good that that is a good cover. It actually kind of looks like the Thor 600 cover by Marco Djurjevic. It just has, (laughs) you know, Daredevil characters in the same places. And none of us went with any of McFarlane's covers for Haunt. Funny that. Years ago, Spider Man. I I had I actually had thought about it, but I was like, I don't want to fight with you guys about this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you do. Since I was apparently the only one who's like. Yeah, since since I was the only one who was just like, no, yeah, keep keep reusing that because it's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, but your DC had a couple of good covers, um, but ultimately, Flash uh, you know, Flash Rebirth number one was probably the best DC cover of the year I can I would think of. And going along the lines of another horrible, horrible, horrible book. Final Crisis had some really good covers. Oh yeah! In fact, uh, the cover to their hardcover right now is beautiful. And I was I, when I was in Virginia with Paul. You know, we were looking at it, and I'm like, you know, this cover is almost enough to make me think this is a good book. You know, I mean, if you were judging a book by its cover, you would have to own that hardcover. You know, it's just beautiful. It's a uh, Alex Ross cover. Mm-hmm. And you know, very moody with uh, you know lots of dark and and red tones with uh, you know Superman holding Batman's dead body, and it's just I mean it's a lovely cover, and the it it it, it is it is dressing up this great big mound of crap, <laughs> and I, I just I, I'm I, it is amazing to me how well they can dress a book, even a book as bad as that. Yeah, the other well, yeah, honorable and- mention I want to give is uh, Justice Society number twenty three. The Black Adam cover where he's standing there with the incomplete darkness except for the lightning bolt shining. That was a that, great cover, too. Yeah. the, uh, the Al- Actually, Alex Ross had a lot of good covers this year. But doesn't he always? Alex Ross can make anything look good. I mean, his... Now, uh, it, it was difficult. It was difficult not to, as a Marvel reader, not to choose any of the, uh, any of the covers that were uh, movie parodies mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, will incite emotion in you because of the movie that they came from uh so i tried to avoid that uh all of all of the deadpool mark with a mouth covers have been movie parodies and i really like that that aspect of the of the books one of the issues of cable was was uh the aliens the aliens poster you know with sigourney weaver you know holding the kid only it was cable holding the kid with the gun in his hand. Uh, really yeah. good stuff, but uh, I I tried to avoid those. You know, uh, Necrotia, uh, the actual opening book of Necrotia had a good cover, too. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the, I'd say some of the worst covers this year were on The Outsiders. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, yeah, those are some pretty weak covers. Yeah, Batman and Robin, the, those Frank Quitely covers where it's yep. pretty much two characters in a blank background. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I actually, uh, I actually, Secret Warriors had my least favorite cover. See, I like those covers. I I don't like all the dead space. Like I like the standard comic book look cover. And uh, for those who don't know, Secret Warriors, the covers look like the Civil War. 
basically. That they're done in the same style of Civil War, so you've got a strip of picture on the top, mm. and then like a, a lot of white space on the bottom with the title. Okay. So that's how those look. Huh. Yeah. But yeah. moving on to our next category, we have favorite collection of previously released material, which is fancy way of saying favorite trade paperback. Wow. Uh, let's go ahead and start with Jonathan. Well, I had uh, I had three choices here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was either going to be uh, the first trade of Invincible, the first trade of The Walking Dead, or the second trade of The Walking Dead. I ended up going with the second trade of The Walking Dead. Uh, I remember telling you guys last time I was on that uh, that I was going to keep reading The Walking Dead, even though that first trade just didn't do it for me. Um, the second volume is, is where the series hooks you in, at least for me. Um, mostly because it's a lot about people trying to get laid and I'm like, all right, this is now I'm behind this series. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I, that's, that's the best, uh, that's the, that's the best of the three trades that I've read, uh, this year. So Walking Dead? <laughs> Walking Dead Volume 2. Let me ask you a question because uh, we talked after you read Walking Dead 1 and you were kind of, meh, I'm going to read the second one, but I don't know why I'm reading the second one. So are, are you enjoying the series now? Yeah, like I said, they, they switched the focus. It's not as much about survival as it is about, you know, sticking it in somebody. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> You get to follow up on that one. Uh, I'm going to go with the Mincewell Omnibus. The big, huge one that had, I think, the first 40 issues or so in it. The uh, I had a hard time deciding between Invincible and uh, Sinestro Corp War. Mm -hmm. And the reason I went Invincible is because I looked it up and Sinestro Corp War came out last year. So I I went Invincible because of that. Invincible, I was pretty sure, came out this year versus last. Oh, you know, I never looked to see if if any of the three trades that I read came out this year. <laughs> Just that <laughs> I read them this year. <laughs> That's all that matters. <laughs> Aaron, how about you? <laughs> well, I am going to go with the New Avengers uh, Volume 10, Power. Uh, which Paul and I talked about on the show a week or so ago. Um, it's the first of the Dark Reign New Avengers books and thoroughly enjoyed it from beginning to end. Uh, just like I said, you know, the reason why I got out of, of reading Marvel is because I didn't want to have to buy all the tie-ins and, and whatnot. And when I knew I'd be picking it up in trade later on. So uh, it is a- exactly what I had hoped. It is just really an outstanding book. Um, I love how dark it is. I love how surprised um, Spider-Man is that Norman Osborn is running everything. Um, I just, I'm, I'm just thrilled with this book, and you know, I've already read number eleven, and am anxious for number twelve to come out. So, uh, uh, New Avengers: Power by uh, Bendis and Tan and Maleev, and it's just an outstanding book. I really enjoyed it. Well, I had a hard time choosing between two. Uh, the the one that uh, ended up in second place was Thor, um, the volume two by J. Michael Straczynski and Olivier Coppel. Mm-hmm. Coppel. 
uh, and Marco Georgievic, and uh, Volume 2 collects issues 7 through 12 and uh, Thor number 600. So, like, the middle part of that run. Um, and that was great. I mean, absolutely great. Uh, but just like my favorite new series of Secret Warriors, uh, my favorite trade uh, or collection is going to have to be Volume 1 of Secret Warriors uh, by Brian Michael Bendis, Jonathan Hickman, and art by Stefano Caselli. And uh, I, I absolutely love the book. Uh, and it, yeah, I couldn't put it down. I read it all in one sitting because I just I literally could not put it down. Great stuff. We have no clear winner here. Well, just just to clarify, uh, <laughs> just I just looked I just looked at Walking Dead Volume Two came out in two thousand five. So <laughs> <laughs> you know we may not have any clear winners, but we have some great titles thrown on there. I mean, I haven't read the. Uh, the Secret Warriors, but all the rest of them were all great books. Mm-hmm. And look at Wayne being the glasses half full. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> clearly, right. clearly a DC character over there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I can't say I read any bad trades this year, um, other than Dark Avengers. <laughs> other than that, I mean, I can't say I read any trades that I was like, damn it, why did I buy that trade? Yeah, yeah. And I just want to point out that Jonathan and I both threw out stuff that was from Kirkman. So Kirkman is the clear winner. That's right. All so, right, so what do we have next? Oh, we wait. have favorite. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you did you want to say something else, Paul? No. Okay. Not now. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> uh, favorite comic book media. So something outside of comic books, printed comic books, such as movies, uh, uh, video games, etc. Right. Correct. Uh, Paul? Um, again, uh, you know, the, I, I couldn't choose any movies because it was just too easy. Uh, Watchmen versus Wolverine. Um, <laughs> you know, I guess Zombieland, I guess, is based on a comic book, too. But I don't know. I, I didn't think of it that way. So I ended up going with Batman Arkham Asylum, the video game, as uh, my favorite comic book media of the year. Uh, I That is it. And not only that, it's one of my favorite games of the year. It's fantastic, and it's it's a better Batman than I've seen in comics in quite a while. Wayne? I completely agree with Paul. Batman Arkham Asylum. Wow. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was between that and Marvel Ultimate Alliance, with an honorable mention to, I picked up on the way back from Kansas City, an audio book that was uh, Justice League, you know, JLA uh, Exterminators was what it was called. That was good enough that when we got back home, we threw it in the CD player to keep listening to it. But just for, I was blown away by Batman Arkham Asylum. It was just that good. Jonathan, I, Jonathan, I sense you disagree. Now, I haven't played Batman Arkham Asylum, but there's a reason for that. Uh, like I, I listened to, uh, the Fear the Boot, uh, episode where dan was talking about playing it oh yeah that was me and dan both complaining about how short it was yes and it i mean it's just like uh star wars uh the force unleashed uh once i hear that once i hear that it's like a seven hour game you might as well rent it i can't put it on any list i had the same complaint about the one i think you're gonna pick for your first one though is i thought it was too short as well well, now that uh, see, I'm gonna have to change my pick on that because Polly uh, Polly threw out one that I, for some reason, I thought was last year. Um, <laughs> Watchmen is uh, is gonna have to be 
my pick. Screw Ultimate Alliance too. Watchmen was where it was at. I totally agree. Watchmen has is has got to be the the best comic book media of the year. That's just because you don't own an Xbox, Aaron. Well, this is true. <laughs> this is true. So I mean, I I can't I can't talk about. Uh, any new video games, but if you want to talk about uh, Hulk Ultimate Destruction for the PS2, I'm all over it. <laughs> <laughs> I so heard then, that game is crap. I love that game. So it's then fun. are we agreed that this should actually be split into two categories? Best movie was Watchmen. Best video game was uh, Batman Arkham Asylum. I'll go with that. I can go with that. Jonathan? Uh, well, then best video game would be Ultimate Alliance 2. He's just contradictory. <laughs> He's just contrary. Okay, so so favorite I enjoy Ultimate Alliance too, but it was uh, like I thought it was too short as well, and I just like the story of the first one better. Yeah, to be honest, the first one I thought I thought was better, and I wish that uh, Raven Software they would uh, they need to go back to the X Men Legends thing because it. Uh, while I like having a bunch of different uh, different heroes uh, involved in the story, it just seems even even the first Ultimate Alliance game just seemed weaker than than uh, the first two X Men Legends games. Hey, actually, now that I think about it, was DC versus Mortal Kombat this year, or was that last year? That was last year. That was this year. I don't know. Batman would still win, I think, but. So we've got those. So moving back to comic books, <laughs> our favorite penciler. Now, um, it, it could also be art team, I guess, uh, because I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if any of us have a discerning enough eye to pick our favorite inker. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's just go with favorite penciler. Okay. Um, Aaron. Uh, Ryan Otley, hands down, my favorite penciler. He, uh, you know, does Invincible. He's uh, doing the pencils for Haunt. I just, I absolutely love his work. You know, over the over the years in uh, Invincible, and of course, I only started reading Invincible this year, but you can really see how his style has matured. He he is just a a, a beautiful, beautiful uh, uh, penciler. He just does some amazing work. Um, I, I I I have made it my mission to. Uh, uh, get a sketch from him. I'm hoping I can run into him at a convention this year or so. Cause, uh, I just, I just love, love the way he, he renders invincible. Love what he's doing on haunt. Guy's great. Crazy great. He's crazy great. All right. Well, how about you, Jonathan? Uh, I think this is where my, my winning streak is going to come to an end on this, on this show <laughs> because I picked, uh, Tom Grummet. Oh, I like Tom Grummet. Uh, and he's doing, uh, X-Men forever. And uh, the reason why I love the art in that book so much is that it, he really goes with a, an early nineties style. I would say age of apocalypse and before really, uh, style of, of art that, uh, connects with my youth. And that's what I really want to see, uh, with comic book art and, uh, and he does it, X Men Forever. It's the the best looking book uh, that uh, Marvel's putting out right now, and that's that's in spite of how great uh, Ultimate Spider Man and and the Ultimates uh, look. Wow! Awesome. So those are two of my three finalists. Let's see if you can hit number three, Paul. 
If I can hit, okay. I see. I know I'm not. I'm going to be the odd man out. Um, I went with Gary Frank. Um, I do like Gary Frank. I, I oh shoot. Actually, I take it back. Sorry, Gary Frank. I got to scratch you, Gary Frank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because I, I, you know, as I'm, as I'm talking, I, <laughs> um, I actually I forgot another Hulk artist who blew me away with only three comic books this year, more than any other artist, Dale Keown, uh, from the Darkness Pit. Far and away the most beautiful book of the year um, because of his art. I don't know how the hell long it took him. I know the book was supposed to come out like three years ago. <laughs> so maybe it took him a year per issue. If it did, it was well worth it because the book is absolutely beautiful. Um, but Gary Frank, your second place. So your second place in my heart. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> First loser, it sounds like to me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, how about you, Wayne? The three I had it narrowed down to. Uh, you know, we've already heard two of them. The other one was Jerry Ordway from JSA, and I ended up going with Otley. But it was a close call because, like Jonathan said, the uh, I actually really like the artwork in X Men Forever. I haven't cared for the book after the first issue or two, but I picked it up through issue five or six, and the art was really good and it was a nice throwback to the nineties. But there's something about the way that you get a good superhero-looking title in Invincible, but he can also do the blood, the violence in the title, and Haunt showed his range. If it wasn't for the fact that he did Haunt this year, too, I wouldn't have gone with him. But it really showed that he can do something completely different than what he does every issue in Invincible. So I had to go Otley. Otley! So Otley is the winner. Otley is the man. So, you know, art draws you into the book, but what keeps you staying on a book is the writing. Oh, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I dropped many a pretty book because... uh, because the writing sucked. Uh, do the first couple uh, of years of the Ultimates. <laughs> uh, you're right. I did buy Ultimates 3, 1 through 6, or whatever. But anyway, so favorite writer. Uh, Wayne, how about you start us off? I, I think this was probably telegraphed since the beginning. Robert Kirkman. Awesome. Just without a doubt, Robert Kirkman for me. I, I see. I have to doubt. I, I, I couldn't give it to Robert Kirkman primarily because of Image United. I couldn't do it. He sullied his good name with Image United this year. Um, so I guess I'll go out of order. And I'm going to go with Jeff Johns. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Johns by far because of Blackest Night, because um, he almost lost it because some of the stuff leading up to Blackest Night kind of sucked. Yeah. Um, but really. Even <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Blackest Night. Um, some of the books leading up to Blackest Night, um, including uh, which we're going to get to uh, later, my favorite single issue, and um, Superman Secret Origin, which I love. So, uh, Jonathan? Well, I was going to go with Jeff Parker until he dissed me. <laughs> <laughs> now we're we're uh, we're beefing now. <laughs> so, but you know, it was uh, it wasn't recorded, so technically. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna have to go with uh, Matt Fraction, the man, Marvel's man right now. If you ask me, I mean Ben, he's given Bendis a run for his money because Bendis has been Mister Marvel for for a good while now. But uh, but Matt Fraction just it seems like he can do no wrong, 
which is more than I could say for Robert Kirkman, especially when he did that X X book annual thing. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, I mean Matt Fraction, he's uh he he's writing in Eisner award-winning comic book right now in uh, The Invincible Iron Man. Uh, he's writing Uncanny X-Men, which is just fantastic. Uh, yeah. So, Aaron? Well, you know, when I was going back and I was looking at the, the comics that I really enjoyed uh, through the year, you know, I went all the way back to January. And, you know, if you'll recall, uh, I really enjoyed... Superman Beyond 3D, a final crisis book written by Grant Morrison. So, you know, it just shows, just, just goes to show that, uh, you know, even yeah, a, it has a bad taste, well, <laughs> even, even a broken clock is right twice a day. <laughs> I mean, uh, Superman Beyond 3D is one of the funnest books I read all year long. I mean, I really did enjoy that book. Uh, but obviously that doesn't make the greatest writer. But, you know, I do have to say, you know, of everything I've hated from Grant Morrison over the last several years, this was something that I really enjoyed. But there was also another book in Final Crisis that, that I really enjoyed by another excellent uh, writer over at DC, and that's uh, Peter Tomasi. You know, he wrote uh, the Final Crisis Requiem which was an, another just terrific book. And really, I think I've just listed the two things out of Final Crisis that, that were enjoyable, Superman Beyond 3D and, Re- and Requiem. Uh, mm-hmm. Peter Tomasi has Rogue's written... Revenge was pretty good. I don't think... Oh, I Rogue's read... Revenge was good, and that was Jeff Johns. Yeah, I didn't read that one. But uh, uh, Pete Tomasi has written some really outstanding books this year. Uh, he's written them in the, the, the... He's written Green Lantern Corps, which has been really strong with the exception of one or two issues that Paul and I felt like were filler. But, you know, by and large, I really enjoy what Tomasi does. But he's writing in a universe that's written by another writer, another writer with vision, a writer with, you know, a, a long story to tell who's been plotting this thing for, I think, at least three years, if not longer. Um, and that's Jeff Johns. I have to go with Jeff Johns as uh, writer of the year. Woohoo! Woohoo! because <laughs> he's just writing every damn thing at dc <laughs> so awesome so do we have jeff johns as our wait did we get wayne we got wayne did i just yeah, I went, yeah. he just had a no, very forgettable choice though so yeah just, it was just robert <laughs> uh, yeah that's why <laughs> johns was actually my second choice when i look down at all the books i have sitting spread across the floor right now i see multiple jeff johns books sitting there <laughs> johns see? isn't even on my radar he should be. He wrote Avengers for a while. Not this year. Or, not when I was reading. True. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, moving on to our next category. Favorite which is, limited series or graphic novel. Yes. Uh, who wants to start? Paul, you start. I was about to say, I'll start. <laughs> um, and I said this last week on the show. It was one of my uh, Christmas recommendations. Uh, my favorite limited series or original graphic novel was uh, Richard Stark's Parker, The Hunter, uh, by Darwin Cook from IDW. Uh, I've already gushed about how awesome I thought this was. Uh, it is an amazing book, highly recommended, and uh, by far uh, my favorite original graphic novel or limited series of the year. Uh, Wayne? I had a really hard time with this one. A bunch of them kept coming up, but uh, in the end, 
I think I'm going to have to go with Incognito by Ed Brubaker. I'm sorry, say that one more time? <laughs> I said in the end, I think I had to go with uh, Incognito by Ed Brubaker. Ah. It was uh, completely different than anything I'd read before. It was something new, which is what pushed out Batman Cacophony by Kevin Smith. Very good, very good. No, hold on, hold on. Before we move on, Batman Cacophony, really? That was your second choice? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan. I've liked everything he's done comic book-wise that's come out on time. And they you know, forced him to write that all three issues before they released even one, which was a great move on DC's part. Yeah. You know, I, I, I got Batman Cacophony for my birthday. I got the hardcover. And I have to say, I'm glad I read Widening Gyre first. Uh, Gyre, whatever. Uh, first, because I, I couldn't get into Night Dance, but I love Widening Gyre. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't read any of them. Yeah. Aaron sucks. Yeah, yeah, I get that a lot. Yeah. What about Jonathan? Well... Earlier, earlier, I mentioned that uh, the Hood was the best uh, limited uh, series to come out uh, at at least since I've been reading, and then I totally didn't pick that for this for this category. Um, I would, I'm gonna have to go with uh, the Marvels Project, uh, also written by Ed Brubaker, uh, and. Uh, it's not finished yet. Uh, it's an eight issue limited series. And I think, I think they're only up to issue three right now. But, uh, it, it just reminds me so much of other, uh, other, uh, limited series that, that I've read, like, uh, Marvel 1602 and stuff like that. It, you know, where they just do something completely different with familiar characters and it's really good. I've been really happy with Brubaker for the last couple of years. It seems like every miniseries he cranks out is good. He had a see, great run in Captain America for a while. See, and I was going to say, Brubaker wrote one of my worst, probably one of the worst miniseries I'd, I'd list up for this year, which was uh, Captain America Reborn. Yeah. I mean, I know it didn't finish this year, but, uh, <laughs> but and, you know, it, it, it but, and, and that's one of the reasons. waiting for it to finish to give away the ending, though. I know, and not only that, they 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 put out the follow up. There was a follow up book, uh, the Who Will Wield the Shield, that came out this week. And even on the front page, it says this takes place after Captain America Reborn number six, and then it says, "Sorry, folks." So as good as he has written Captain America in the past, I don't know how he put out that miniseries. It was so bad. Oh God! Well, that, that, it is still bad because it's not out yet. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. I mean, it's that book is terrible. Is just terrible. And, uh, you know, it, it's so disappointing when you're, you know, excited for the series, you know, cause I, you know, I, I think most of us on the, on the, on the call here, uh, you know, enjoy Steve Rogers and we were excited to see what was going to happen. And then time travel, really? That's your answer? <laughs> you know, blech. Yeah. Uh, if, it, if it's right in with, with, uh, with what Marvel was doing, I'm pretty sure when he started to write the series. So, you know, like, I, like I've said in the past, when Marvel gets an idea in their head, they they push it everywhere. And uh, I think when that series when that series started, uh, they were doing time travel stuff. So, yeah. makes sense. I've heard bad things about Ed Brubaker. I've heard that the only real good stuff he puts out is stuff that he co-writes with somebody else and. Looking at the Marvels project, he is co-writing that with uh, 
Who is this guy? I want to give him credit. Steve Epting. Well, I so, have to say, I've enjoyed Ed Brubaker on Daredevil, and I've enjoyed him on Captain America. I just, the, the Captain America Reborn just sucked so hard. Yeah. So. But what about you, Aaron? Who was your favorite writer this year? We already did favorite writer. Whatever. Favorite. What, what <laughs> limited <we> series. <laughs> favorite limited series. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite of this category? <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, my favorite limited series is a toss-up. I could I could say Agents of Atlas because I really did enjoy that, and thank you for turning me on to that, Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I'm going to go with uh, Justice League: Cry for Justice. I have really gotten a kick out of that series. Um, I'm I'm loving the art, and sure, it, it lagged a little bit uh, in, in the in the middle books there, but uh, you know particularly enjoyed the the last issue and uh or the most recent issue and i'm really looking forward for for it to wrap up and that it's leading into the new uh monthly justice league book so i'm gonna go with the justice league cry for justice that was one i just could not get into but it did have a moment that was in my running for the uh for the best moment of 2009. Oh, that's a good point. Well, you know, speaking of Becca's best moment, let's go ahead and talk about our favorite moment of 2009. Uh, Wayne, since you were mid-sentence and I interrupted you. (laughs) (laughs) There were a couple of nice runner-ups, and uh, I won't give them away because anyone else has them on their list, but my moment was the death of Punisher. Awesome. Uh, You know, I will say, my favorite moment of 2009 was also the death of the Punisher. Um... Which is sad because my least favorite moment of 2009 was the very next page. (laughs) Uh, Jonathan, how about you? Well, I'm really interested to know what what Aaron picked here because my favorite moment was uh, the death of the Punisher. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I didn't read. So, Aaron. My favorite moment, uh, you know, and, and I think recency plays, you know, something into this because it was a fairly recent book and it's one that's really fresh on my mind. But it's the it's the scene that I think Wayne was alluding to a moment ago where uh, uh, Roy Harper, you know, emerges on the page and he's missing an arm, you know, and he's, you know, I can't feel my fingers. You know, I, it's just I, I love that page. That page was awesome and cry for and with that art and with the way that uh, green arrow reacted to it that was a powerful scene yeah yeah it was a great scene it was a great scene and you know i mean i i said that uh cry for justice is my favorite limited series and i think that those two pages redeemed those two issues you know because the the story had lagged rather hard um and i i think it really picked it back up and so i'm really excited to see where the story is going to go in the next issue now my uh my runner up the one that because I originally I had something else down and I switched it to the death of the Punisher like last minute but the the scene uh, at the end of World's Most Wanted where uh, <laughs> where Norman Osborn is beating the crap out of a uh you know practically retarded and comatose uh, Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. And you've got the news cameras there, and they're watching it. And Tony Stark's not even fighting back, and and Osborn's just screaming at him to fight him because he wants to kill him, but he can't. He can't <laughs> do it because you know at this point uh, Iron Man is an invalid. So that was that was a really good scene. I thought. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, there were a couple of scenes this year 
that um, I didn't like. Obviously, you know Frankencastle. We were talking about Frankencastle, which was oh, absolutely yeah. horrendous. Yep. Um, the death of Batman, I thought, was really poorly handled. Uh, killing a, a character as iconic as Batman. Well, I guess he didn't die. Batman's supposed death this year I, I was just absolutely horrible. And it was because of the surreal nature in which the story was told in, in Final Crisis. I, I that whole that whole series stank. Yeah, you know, just stank. There now, were a couple I, of things in Blackest Night that almost that I almost threw on my list, but I realized that it was more that was my favorite splash page, not an actual moment. Right. You know? Well, you know, one of my favorite moments, and it was a, it was a toss up for me between Cry for Justice and uh, uh, the previous issue of, of Detective Comics with Batwoman, but just the scene with her encountering Batman for the first time. You know, I really liked uh, that scene, and I also liked you know the scene from uh, this week's book where. Her father presents her with, you know, the the Batman shield for her uh, for her uniform. But I, I still think that the Roy Harper scene was was had the biggest impact on me as a reader. Yeah, I, I, that that's definitely a good choice. Yeah. But Ooh, cl- another another good choice that I didn't even think about was uh, was Daredevil ordering the hand to kill uh, Master Itzo. Yeah, you know what? That was a damn good scene. And I, if it hadn't been ruined in a preview for me. Hmm. At the end of uh, Dark Reign, the list Daredevil, uh, that that would probably be somewhere near the top too. There was a great invincible. There was a great invincible one too that I don't want to ruin for Jonathan because he's you know still so early in the series. Aaron is too, and you know what? Invincible had a couple of really good ones this year. Yeah. Okay, so favorite single issue, Wayne. I knew you were going to start with me. <laughs> um, I was torn between a lot of issues, and my single issue is a bit off the wall. There was an issue of Secret Six that just focused on Deadshot, and it was almost all dialogue. It was all getting into his head. It was basically examining why he is who he is, and Gail Simone is is the writer on that title, and the whole issue was just absolutely incredible. I enjoy the series, but that one single issue was like nothing we'd seen in the series before. And I'm probably the only one here that's read it, but it was just kind of examining how the death of Batman had affected him, how what was driving him to be even more crazy than he already is. Mm-hmm. And Paul? I I had a hard choice, um, but they're both related to each other. Um, it was either Blackest Night number one or Green Lantern number 43. Which was the uh, the black hand issue of Green Lantern? Um, that was, you know, th- basically the start of it, uh, and just a very shocking issue. And I thought it was really well written. Uh, I went with black uh, with Green Lantern number forty three. I-, I thought that was an absolutely great comic book, creepy, and something that I've not seen in superhero comics uh, for ever. Uh, it was definitely something new in superhero comics, so I, I loved it. And Jonathan. The Necrotia one-shot, uh, which we spoke about on the show, uh, awesome. It was. It looked beautiful. Uh, the writing, you had three different writers who just hit it out of the park in you know, three different stories, and a one-shot is so rare to find. Mm-hmm. Uh, normally... Normally in a book like that, you're going to get like, oh, well, the first part was good, and then there were these backups that were crap. This was all gravy. 
<laughs> you know, Jonathan, after the last time we were both on, I had to run out to a comic store just to pick up uh, Dark X-Men number one. I'm starting to wonder if I'm going to have another one on my list that you've given me for this week. You've mentioned Necrotia a couple times. Uh, Necrotia is good. I mean, I can't compare it to Blackest Night like you like you would um, because I don't read Blackest Night. Uh, uh, but I really love what they're what they're doing with that. Uh, now I will say, out of the three of the three X books that have this crossover going on, and are taking it in three different directions, which I like. Uh, New Mutants uh, sits on top as the best right now. New Mutants number six and number seven, which are, are both the first two parts of the Necrotia storyline, uh, for that particular story, are just absolutely awesome uh there's a a character uh cypher Uh, i don't know if you guys are familiar with the character doug ramsey yeah yeah back in the 80s yeah oh yeah uh well he's been given a power up you know like because he was pretty weak back in the day which made him an interesting character because he was so useless but uh it basically he he interprets uh languages and I really love the way uh, Zeb Wells is narrating that uh, with the captions of him translating translating the language, the, the body language. And uh, basically, there'll be dialogue between different characters that he's watching. And then there'll be captions with him translating what they're actually saying, like Professor X's insecurities and things like that, like, is absolutely... Fantastic. Awesome. Well, <laughs> yeah. maybe that will lead into the uh, favorite single issue of 2009. I thought that's uh, what we just did. That's 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 what we're on. Oh, yeah. Shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we're on the big one now. Why do I think Polly's just picking this all out? <laughs> 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 did everyone get their favorite single issue? Aaron, did you go? I did not. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> <sighs> My favorite single issue was Spider Woman number one. Really? I uh yeah, I I uh it's just, the, the book works on so many levels, and it's because it's just a perfect matching between writer and artist. You know, Bendis and Malieve, they've partnered before and they've done fantastic works before. And you've got the added bonus that Malieve is is coloring his own art now and is fan-freaking-tastic at doing that. I just love how moody the artwork is, and I know that Jonathan absolutely hates it because <laughs> it doesn't have that superhero look that, that he likes so much. But, you know, um, I'm really getting a kick out of, out of Spider-Woman, and I think that first issue really did set the tone for this new ongoing series, and, and I, I dug it. I dug it a lot. Which brings us to our final category. Paul, you'll want to remember this. <laughs> Favorite ongoing series. Paul. <laughs> I'll go. <laughs> um, my favorite ongoing series uh, of 2009, uh, I'm going to have to say Green Lantern. Uh, everything that they've done in Green Lantern, and especially the uh, as well as it's tied into Blackest Night, uh, I have absolutely loved everything about it. Uh, Green Lantern, absolutely. Hands down. Jonathan. 
Well, my favorite hero is is Iron Man. My favorite writer is Matt Fraction, who writes Iron Man. So the logical choice is to not Howard pick the, the Invincible <laughs> Iron Man. <laughs> the logical choice is to not pick that at all for my favorite ongoing, uh-huh. uh, because there is there is one that's just been so so good and such a surprise, and uh, Cable. And I never thought that I would ever say Cable is the best anything. That series right now is absolutely fantastic. It's written by Dwayne Dwayne uh, Straczynski. I mean, the the cover says Cable. The book's about hope. Uh, you're you're getting to see uh, that character grow up and progress. Which I mean, how many comic books can we really say that about? Mm-hmm. Um, it. It's just fantastic. Uh, the only thing that ruins it for me is uh, that it's, damn it, it's Jean Grey, and <laughs> that ruins it. But I blame I blame comic book fans for for things like that. the The yeah. series has been really really good. Bishop is Jean Grey back alive? She's gonna be. She she's is. hope. Pre- hope is Jean she's Grey. She's hope. Wow. It's it's unfortunate. Uh, I was hoping that it was this cool new character because Hope is not at all like Jean Grey in personality, and so that's what made she's such a cool character. Like, uh, I, you get so to see many her. resurrections this year. You could have done the uh, a favorite and least favorite resurrection. Wow, that's a good point. Well, that's- damn it, you made me lose my train of thought, Wayne. No. <laughs> I was just shocked but, by that. I I really thought they were going to leave Jean dead for longer this time. I would hope so. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's only been five years. Well, you so know, you just floored me with yours. That's all. <laughs> so, uh, uh, <laughs> Wayne. <laughs> all right. Um, I really thought Green Lantern for a while, and that was that was the top of my list for a while. But the more I thought about it, it wasn't actually the title. It was just how close it was tying into the Blackest Night stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's as much as I'm enjoying that that story. I don't know that I would enjoy Green Lantern as much if it weren't tied into that right now. So I fell back to the one title I've been mentioning over and over here, Invincible. Invincible's had a great year. Invincible has a huge storyline coming up, and it's just consistently, even over the Blackest Night stuff, it's the first book I read when I bring it Well, and uh, I'm going to have to side with uh, my my partner in crime, Paul, here. I think Green Lantern has really uh, grown into the lead book at at DC. You know, uh, when you think of DC, you think of their big three. You think Wonder Woman, Batman, and Superman. I have to say, when I think of DC now, I think of Green Lantern. I, I yeah, I really think that the writing, at least, and the artwork has brought that book up to not just an A-list character and an A-list title, but the A-list character and the A-list title, particularly when you look at the uh, mess that Batman and Superman are right now. Yeah. I mean, Wonder Woman's not that I, – I haven't read a Wonder Woman title that I've actually enjoyed ever, yeah. so I don't know. Maybe her stories are going good right now, but yeah. it seems like – They've taken the big three completely out of the spotlight. Yeah. And now that they have, some of the other characters are really shiny. Yeah. Flash, Green Lantern, Booster, Gold, the second string, third string. Mm-hmm. Really- yeah, no, I, I, for me, it's got to be Green Lantern. I, I, I think Paul's always been a Green Lantern fan, but, uh, uh and I have liked Green Lantern for a long time, but it, he has really emerged as, uh, 
as a character I, I can really be fond of. And, you know, I, Here's another thing they've done. I've never been a big Hal Jordan fan. Kyle Rayner, we've talked about this before. Kyle Rayner is my lantern. And they've actually made me like Hal Jordan. I have to yeah. agree there. I've, yeah. I've never been a Hal fan. I've always disliked the character. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Was glad when he died. Yeah, you know, sure they well, had what, to... what, uh What Hal Jordan says to you, Aaron, is, I can be your lantern, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty then. <laughs> Wow. I, I find it interesting that, that you say that Wonder Woman is part of the big three because from the outside looking in, even before the Blackest Night stuff, I would have said Superman, Batman, Green Lantern. Oh, really? D- DC or Superman, Batman, Batman Flash. Yeah, DC always calls her part of the big three, but I've never really seen it either. I mean, yeah, well, she had a TV show, and I guess maybe the popularity is there, but it's always seemed Flash or Green Lantern is more popular. They I think, always- honestly, it's a gender thing. Yeah. You know, her sales have never been in the neighborhood of Batman and Superman's. And I would say that, you know, Flash and Green Lantern are probably always sold better than her. But uh, uh, so you're saying that she only got in through affirmative action? I, I, I actually I think that I think that's exactly true. I think DC in their writing will tell you that Wonder Woman's, you know, one of the big three, you know, and certainly all the characters within the universe look up to and respect her. But in terms of sales, I, I think that she is listed in the big three to hopefully uh, be uh, non-gender biased, to have an appearance of, yes, we've got a woman that's, that is at that level of, of, of heroics. I would agree. I hate to say that, but I think it's true. Damn, Aaron. Eh, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. So favorite awesome. ongoing series, Green Lantern. Least favorite ongoing series. <laughs> <laughs> Batman and Robin? Yeah, you got my vote there, pal. X Factor. Yeah, bad books. Bad books. (laughs) Well, thus concludes the 2009 award show. Now we can take off our tuxes. Yep. See, Aaron, actually, did you wear pants for this show? I am actually wearing pants, but I didn't button them myself. (laughs) (laughs) That's a true story. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, our first Funny Book Awards. Looking forward to the next one. Hopefully 2009 or 2010. I forget what year it is. Um, (laughs) Paul has been drinking throughout this entire... (laughs) Hopefully 2010 has some great stuff in store for us. I, I think Paul was playing a, playing a drinking game that every time we mentioned Kirkman, he took a shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, what what I want to see from 2010 from Funny Books is uh, none, none of this Blackest Night Batman updates. Uh, it needs to just be Siege updates. <laughs> I'm sure we will have Siege updates because I will be reading the titles. Same here. Definitely. I have to hit, uh, my comic book. Uh, I have to keep, hit my comic book shop on the way to my dad's after we uh, sign off here because uh, I did not know that the comics came out this week. So yes, they did. now yeah, you they won't. Came out th- they came out this week. They don't come out next week. Well, there'll be a Blackest Night book and some kind of Siege book from Marvel on Wednesday. Yeah, Blackest Night number six, which is already leaked online, um, will be out next week, as will the what you said, uh, the, the Siege prequel. Yeah. Hey, everybody, thanks for, for listening. We hope you have a, a wondrous and fantastic new year. Paul, thanks a bunch. Wayne, thanks. Uh, not so much, Jonathan. 
<laughs> Bye, everybody. Podcast theme music graciously provided by Mark Andrew Pope. For more information, visit markandrewpope.com. Funny Books with Aaron and Polly is a production of ideologyofmadness.com. No Spider-Man clones were harmed in the production of this podcast. <laughs>